What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of A Whole Lot of BS presented by Revolution Sports Performance. Today, we continue our series on in-season training. Uh, We get a little bit more specific with it and talk about some of the uh, losses that may occur for different attributes like speed and strength throughout the season, how long those take to occur, uh, and kind of the detriment that will happen on the field uh, from those losses in, in strength and power and speed. Um, so obviously in season less time to work out um, with school going on whether you're high school college and uh, if you're playing professionally somewhere then it's just the day-to-day grind and the travel but if it's really important it's then you make time for it and you and you get it done um, so we try to point out exactly how important it is um, with some specific examples um, we understand that Uh, There's a lot of things going on in life, but if you want to be great at something, you have to make sacrifices in other areas to get um, those things that are important to you done each day. So um, that's kind of the mindset we have here and uh, the way we look at in-season training as well. Um, There's many ways to manipulate it, like we talked about last week with going to more of a concentric-based program or keeping the exercises the same. Uh, Decreasing volume is something we'll talk about in this podcast as well, Um, and just keeping the intensity the same. So there's a lot of different ways to do it where you don't have to worry about soreness or overtraining, Uh, but the important thing is that you keep going and keep training in some capacity during the season. Um, So as always, please subscribe, rate, and review, and we'd love to hear any feedback or ideas you have for future podcasts. Today we're going to continue our in-season training uh, series and we're going to look at the reasons why you should continue to do it. Just by looking at what I have written on the board, it probably first thought is, isn't this why you should work out all the time? And the answer is yes. Uh, Obviously, we are always trying to increase these things, strength, power, speed, mobility. That's really what sports performance is. and we want to keep doing that in season again if we take long breaks take a three-month break best case scenario you're missing out on a three-month window to make improvements Um, so that's always our thought process with that we're going to dive a little bit more into uh, the losses that occur uh, when you stop working out and so some of this is from um, specific books or specific research uh, articles that have been done to see the specific effects of of not working out um, these are mostly talking about grown men when you're older and you've trained for longer your training age is older then you will keep your gains the gains that you make in the off season if you're talking about off season for in season you will keep those gains longer when you stop working out so it's even more imperative for a high school kid someone that's 15 16 years old been working out for about a year or less uh, to keep working out because they will actually lose their gains faster than what we see here uh, a good example is if someone comes to us in november they work out november december january that's three months of training and then they go into season starting february 1st and they don't work out until may three months on and then three months off uh, you're going to be starting back close to zero uh, at that time now you will make those gains back quicker um, it won't take another three months to get to where you were at the end of january but you're really starting from the beginning. Um, And so we want to do a little bit more research and and give some examples for this uh, to really show how important it is. So from the book uh, Breakthrough in Sports Training, um, the author gives an example of an idea how long each uh, attribute takes to lose. So for strength, uh, specifically, it's 30 
plus or minus five days. So you can go a month without training. So again, if we're using the high school baseball as a schedule as an example, you, if you stop training February 1st, then by, by the beginning of February at the absolute uh, best case scenario, you're going to start losing overall max strength. So if we're talking about like uh, a trap bar deadlift one rep max, if you're benching, if you're able to, sorry, deadlift 300 pounds at the end of January, then by uh, the end of February, that will be going down. That's max strength. For repeated power, so look at power there, you're looking at 15 plus or minus five days. Uh, so again, we're talking about more of like a jumping or swinging a bat, some type of repetitive motion that's, that's more of like a power output. Um, it's an, another way to, to look at power output is, is like ATP, how fast you can replenish um, your ATP production, which is what would uh, power something like throwing a pitch, a max effort, super explosive uh, movement, and that's going to be plus or minus uh, five, uh, five days, plus or minus three days. So that's for ATP. So again, within a week of not working out, you're starting to lose the ability to do a max effort powerful movement like throwing a pitch um, and be able to your body to be able to replenish uh, the ATP production as fast as when you are when you're training it's only five days and then speed is the same thing so speed also equals five plus or minus three days so within five days of not doing speed training or not doing some type of high intensity explosive exercises um, you are starting to lose your your top end speed uh, so again, when we look at this from a high school baseball perspective, uh, as soon as you, a week after you stop working out, you're going to start getting slower and you're not going to be able to produce, uh, produce the ATP as quickly. You get into two weeks, you're starting to lose your overall power output. Um, so things like jumping um, and explosive movements like that are going to be diminished. Um, when you get to March 1st, you are going to start losing max strength. So again, that's best case scenario. I would think in most high schoolers, it's even quicker than that. So from this, you start March 1st losing your strength. You still have six, six weeks left in a JV schedule where your strength is continuously declining at that point. Um, so if they came in again to do the max out sometime in March, it would be significantly less than when they did it at the uh, beginning of February, end of January. Um, Another study done in the uh, Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research had uh, men, grown men, do a 16-week uh, strength program, and then they had uh, one group continue to work out and just change their workouts to do uh, lower volume and higher intensity lifts, and then they had another group that completely stopped working out. Um, and the group that completely stopped working out saw uh, a decrease in overall strength, while the group that changed their workouts and kept doing it with just decreased volume actually saw an increase in strength. So not only did they not lose strength, they actually continued to improve. And that's much of what we do with our guys in season. We talked about changing from more of like an eccentric focus in the off season when we're going heavy and, and just training to a concentric focus. Um, that's one way that, that we modify some uh, movements or lifts in season. Another way we do it is by cutting the volume down. Um, so we will try to keep um, the weight a little heavier, 8,500 to 100%, um, and really drive the volume down where we're doing like two or three reps for a big compound movement. Um, again, that should um, keep 
the, the chance of being sore and, over, and, and overall training economy down. Um, we're not gonna be doing something like four sets of 15 for something. If we're trying to drive hypertrophy in the off season, we might do that. Um, but something in, in the lines of that low of a rep uh, scheme, we will get the neurological benefit of doing that and maintain that max strength without really crushing an athlete. Um, so that's another way we can do it. The sessions are a little bit shorter. Um, the, obviously, the, vo the volume's way down, but they are still getting that stimulus within the season. Um, the other big thing with power is body weight. So the formula that we use to calculate the power output for athletes um, takes into account their vertical jump and their body weight. <clears throat> obviously, when the body weight goes down, the vertical jump could stay the same. Your power output's still going to be less. If your body weight stays the same and your vertical jump goes down, your body weight or your power would also decrease. Um, common sense. So when we go in season and, and the body weight starts going down, even if we maintain our overall ability to jump or the explosiveness and we lose body weight, the power is still going to decrease. Um, so if you're 175 instead of 185 trying to throw a pitch or hit a baseball, then the throwing velocity or the exit low will potentially go down. The other thing with losing body weight in season is that 99.9% .9 of the time in high school kids, you are losing the lean body mass if you're not lift, lifting, you're not really losing fat. So not only are we losing actual body, body weight, it's bad to lose either one of those for most high school baseball players, but if we're losing the lean body mass, then it's gonna have even a bigger effect uh, on the power output. Um, so that's something that we measure in our guys consistently. We wanna keep up with, we wanna make sure that they're, they're as powerful at the, at the end of the season as they are in the beginning. Uh, the last thing being mobility. Um, there have been a lot of studies done and a large correlation between like uh, lead hip internal rotation and um, having a lack of internal rotation lead hip and having elbow problems. So for a right-handed pitcher, if your lead hip internal rotation, so your left hip internal rotation is, is poor, then you're putting more stress on your elbow potentially. Um, so that's something we also look up in the season. Are our guys losing uh, hip internal rotation or lead hip? Are they losing uh, too much internal rotation? Are they losing shoulder flexion? Uh, and, and then we try to create exercises and uh, programs to combat these types of things. Um, so I don't know too many high school kids that work out on their own that, that measure their hip internal rotation and their shoulder flexion on a regular basis or take that into account at all uh, with what they're doing for their workouts. So um, I think in a lot of ways working out with someone in season is actually more important than the off season because there's so many other factors to take into account. It's usually not, uh, a high school kid's usually not capable of, of running through all those scenarios and taking care of themselves as well um, in season when they have all those other variables. Um, so again, it seems simple, but with all of these things adding up, obviously we, we don't want guys to come in for three months or six months in the off season, stop, and then have to start over again and see their production decline towards the end of the season. So it's really important to maintain that, that in se your in-season training program. It's usually just a matter of some small adjustments to make sure that you're able to uh, work at your peak performance throughout the season.